This podcast contains material of an adult nature. It's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18. If you're offended by mature content, please stop listening now. The stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only. No real names are used. It's secondhand story time. Hi, Will Kistler again, and welcome to episode 7 of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. With the end of October approaching, my buddy Kramertron joins me to tell about some high school Halloween hijinks. Now, previous stories have tended to deal with one event, but this one takes a look at a few odd things that happen to take place on the same night. It's not as focused, but it is interesting, and I hope you like it because it won't be the last story told in this style. Please enjoy. All right, so today I'm here with uh, one of my buddies from the internet, uh, Kramertron. So, Kramertron, say hello. Hi, how's everybody doing? You especially. <laughs> I'm doing well. Good to hear. And uh, before we get into this, I guess uh, just want to check. This is a secondhand story, right? You weren't there or didn't witness this personally? No, I, I actually didn't even meet these people until a few years after the events happened. Excellent, even better. So, yeah, whenever you're uh, ready, go ahead and lay it on me. All right, so the story takes place in Halloween 2003, Two main characters of the story are friends of mine. I met through another friend that I knew in middle school. And at the time, we were all sophomores in high school. So high school kids, Halloween, 2003 is the setting. Okay. So in like any any good movie, it, all, it happens at a, a party that was happening when my friend's parents were out of town. So he threw, he threw a party on Halloween, a superhero-themed ho- costume party, invited everybody over. And it was this would actually be the start of a string of themed parties. Used Halloween as a jumping point, and the kid who lived in the house was he was pretty big into weightlifting, and uh, possibly to compensate for being kind of short. Okay. And so he was, he was pretty built. It looked pretty funny because he was short and built. So like small but like dense. Oh yeah. Okay. So and he dressed up as Superman that night, and he even styled his hair into that little curl that Superman usually has. And it was it was great. It was great costume form. It really looked really funny, from what I understand. I've seen <laughs> pictures of it, and it's been so it really fits him. And his best friend, who helped him plan and set up the party, invite people, and all that whole stuff, he he dressed up as Swamp Thing. Okay. And the way he he did that was he essentially just rolled around in mud <laughs> and stuck a bunch of leaves on himself and and showed up and told people he was Swamp Thing. <laughs> That's excellent. So. It's probably safe to say he's extremely dirty. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> His costume is pretty much being dirty. Okay. All right. So the the party gets going. Um, it's a, I believe it was a Friday. It was a, definitely a weekend night. So it was very much out of, out of the movies, Hollywood movies. You know, all sorts of kids are there. Keg in the back. Hey, crazy red cups. Yep. All sorts of fun times. And uh, they, they got a homeless guy to buy the keg for him. At about 10 or 11 p.m., Superman is walking around the house, making sure nothing's being broken, everyone's having a good time. He walks into the kitchen, and he sees this huge mountain of weed just sitting there. He has no <laughs> idea where, it, who it was or where it came from, and no one's really around. Right. Uh, so he's not, I'm not sure if he was scared or he just wanted to keep it for himself, but he brings out a, a big Tupperware container and just dumps it all in there, uh, seals it up, and puts it under his kitchen sink. Okay, so this would have been like sitting on the kitchen table. Yeah, I was just okay. sitting there. He was just taken by surprise. So he puts it under the kitchen sink, 
stands up, and he sees Swamp Thing letting in two police officers in the front door. Wow. Yeah, so needless to say, he was kind of stricken. But Luckily, no one was really around in that area. Everyone was in the back of the house where the keg was. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're all – all of a sudden, everyone just starts getting quiet. Shh, oh, the cops are here. The cops are here. Right. As it does at an underage party, it sort of spreads through the crowd. Yeah, exactly. And so Swamp Thing and Superman are at the front door, and Superman slowly approaches the cops. And, oh, hey, officers. What seems to be the problem? And I said, oh, we're getting noise complaints from the neighbors. Are your parents home? To which he responds, oh, uh, no, they're at a Halloween party. Uh, they said they'll be back around 2. Uh, at this point, the officers notice a big container of protein powder sitting on a table in, nearby. And he, he asks Superman, oh, does this stuff work? <laughs> and Superman's kind of drunk and he's a bit stunned. He, he's, uh, yeah. And somehow, you know, it gets in this long conversation about how it's helped, how protein powders help them bulk up. And <laughs> next thing you know, they're in the front yard talking about workout regimens and diets and everything to get to get big and buff. The funniest thing for me is that these old 40-year-old police officers act, asking this 16-year-old kid, oh, for workout advice. But it sounds like they're uh, fairly well hitting it off. Yeah, that, this this guy is a great talker. He would eventually go on to be like a salesman at Sears, selling people on anything just by telling them, oh, it's got a microchip in it. Oh, you can do anything. <laughs> He's a real talker. And, okay. and it ends up, they end, exchange phone numbers so that <laughs> the cops can uh, can call him later if their workout routine isn't working out or just to catch up, I guess. And the cops say, oh, well, you know, we'll let you off with a warning. Just make sure that nothing, nothing else happens. So the cops go off on their merry way. A lot of the kids get kind of scared right so they end up leaving leaving a swamp thing and superman to clean the house all by themselves about midnight whenever the party is busted at that point right so everyone's gone home there's just kind of the aftermath Mm -hmm. so they're kind of bored and superman decides that they should go for a drive in a a car that his parents just got him it was a late 90s black camaro he affectionately called it betty um so a little while later Swamp Thing and Superman are driving around in Betty, smoking this newfound weed that they found. They got in uh, Superman's pipe, and they're driving. They're driving pretty slow. It's, it's about two a.m. at this point. They start to notice this bright light in front of Betty. You know, it's going around, and after a little while, they notice that the bright light's following them. And not long after that, they notice that the bright light's on top of them. There are three cop cars behind them with sirens on, telling them to pull over. Oh, oh wow! So they start freaking out. Swamp Thing pockets the pipe and uh start to slow down just to be clear at this point they've uh they've been drinking and they were smoking and have paraphernalia on them yeah absolutely okay so they stop and uh, a female cop walks up to the window um tells them roll down the window and she obviously smells the weed (laughs) she immediately tells swamp thing to get out of the car Um, I'm not entirely sure why she didn't ask for Superman to get out, but regardless. So Swamp Thing gets out of the car, and there's a big bush right there. So he, he takes the pipe out of his pocket and throws the pipe into the bush. Cop yells at him, what the hell did you just do? Oh, uh, nothing. Bullshit, you just threw something. Nah. <laughs> and she orders him to stand in front of the car, and she goes over to the bushes to look for what he threw. She right. ends up finding the the... The uh the pipe and she confronts Swamp Thing about it. So what is this? A crack pipe? You smoking crack? Whose is this? At which point Superman pulls his body halfway out of the door 
of the window, excuse me, pulls himself halfway out the window, starts waving his hands frantically in the air, mouthing, not mine, not mine, <laughs> trying try to make sure the Swamp Thing doesn't pin him for it, because since he figured he'd already been, he got the conversation with the cops earlier, he didn't want, you know, that to creep up on him again. Right. So, and then Swamp Thing says, oh, it's Superman's. <laughs> <laughs> At which point she gets the police officer starts interrogating both Swamp Thing and Superman. You know, where have you been tonight? Where are you going? Where are your parents? Where'd you get this stuff from? Where are we smoking? Blah blah blah, et cetera, et cetera. She's getting real heated up, and all of a sudden she gets a call on her radio, and you know she starts talking with dispatch, and suddenly the the two other cop cars go away, and the helicopter leaves, and she throws the pipe down on the floor, stomps on it, breaking it, right, and. Then she, you know, she tells him what dispatch has told her. And apparently someone had been driving around earlier that night in a similar black late 90s Camaro running kids over that were trick-or-treating. Oh, shit. Yeah, so they were – that's why she was get, uh, getting on their case so hard. Oh, I'm sure that's probably why she was asking about, like, crack as well. Yeah, exactly. So she, she – they mistook Superman Swamp Thing for that car. Um, but not, lo- not long after that they, they stopped him, they f- ended up arresting the actual guy that was running the kids over. Okay. And so she took down their numbers, and saying, oh, I'm going to call your parents tomorrow and let them know what you were doing. Shame on you. Bye-bye. She lets him, she lets him go so she can uh, take care of the, the guy running over the kids. Right. And the next day, she never called the parents, and that was that. They, they got a pretty good scare that night. Yeah, that's uh, that is scary. And you you'd think that you know it would uh, it would scare him off of doing illegal things, or but Superman it would end up having a quite the history with the law, going on police chases, and <laughs> right now he's currently on probation. I'm still in contact with him, but needless to say, he's too savvy on not breaking the law. He's not 100% reformed, you would say, to say the least. Swamp Thing, on the other hand, you know, Swamp Thing went on to. To start growing mushrooms in his house, and uh, he would he would sell the mushrooms, but he would give give the proceeds to the homeless to homeless people. Really? Yeah, he wouldn't he would never take the profits to himself. I never quite understood why he did that. He could have just gotten a job. Yeah, but I was just thinking that uh, that confrontation could have gone so much worse with them. Oh yeah, absolutely. like them knowing they had done something wrong mm-hmm. by driving and smoking, but the cop also knowing that thinking they had done something wrong in uh in like running over children. Yeah, it was they got they were lucky they didn't spend any j- night in jail. Yeah. Or anything like that. Or like admit to something sort of say something that would have led them otherwise. Exactly. Like, you know, we did it. Sorry. <laughs> and then like I'm Sorry, you know, we're just we're just trying to have some fun. Exactly. It's like it's Halloween, come on. <laughs> no, it's uh it's really lucky that they didn't sort of implicitly Acknowledge that they had done some sort of really terrible crime. Yeah, exactly. But no, that's an excellent story. Uh, thank you. No, thanks for sharing it. I'll be sure to pass it on, and you're welcome back anytime. All right, thanks. And that's it for episode number seven. Thanks to Kramertron for sharing that story. Next time you're near a computer, browse on over to secondhandstorytime.com, where you can leave comments and find links to subscribe to the show, either with the RSS feed or through iTunes. You can also find links to the Twitter account, the resident musician Gummery, and our license, which is the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. 
To get in touch with me, write me a letter at will at secondhandstorytime.com or call me up at 206-338-3225. If you have an interesting question or comment, I'll include it in a future show. Thanks for listening, and we'll have another one next Thursday.